And is are the numbers counting up? I just they are. Adam. Yep. There's only one button on mine. Oh, okay. See, I have I have the play to record what I have yes, to do. Oh, you have to actually yeah, hit like a play. tape recorder. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It's exactly like that. You I hit, heard you that hit episode. Re- yeah, exactly. You hit record to turn it on and then play to record. Yes, that's right. It works works beautifully. So your radio voice. Adam was just asking well, no, you about I, your radio. Yeah, I, I, uh, Are you putting that on? Um, not that I know of. Right. Good idea. Yeah. No, not that I know. No, that's I, putting it on. Yeah. I, I think the, the reality is, is that I'm, I'm typically, I typically am a very professional person, right? In my entire life. And, um, that's probably not who I was in high school, but I probably, there were, I think there were elements there, right? Elements of all of us that, that exist right now were probably there in high school. It's just that we've sort of focused in on those elements and become more of certain elements. Yeah. See, I've right? always been a fan that we don't actually change much from the time that we were, you know, pubescent children. We just sort of get a little smarter, but we still have kind of the same basic personalities. And we especially don't change because we're stuck in the 80s and 90s. So that's oh, just what, how we roll. I especially mean. you and I. Yeah. Hello and welcome to the Griswold Podcast on iCode Media. Today I had a great conversation with a couple friends that I have from high school, Chad Bischoff and Adam Wentz. And Chad is a movie director and producer, and Adam is an attorney, a, a, a elder attorney. But they they have developed a new podcast uh, called Less Than Two Thousand, and it is quickly become one of my favorite podcasts to listen to. It takes you back and goes through the '80s and '90s pop culture as well as kind of independent films. Um, and they kind of reminisce about those in a really effective and poignant way. Uh, and and, um, and it's a lot of fun. And so with all the COVID stuff and, and the heaviness of the last 12 weeks of podcasting, uh, I wanted to, to get into some lighthearted discussion with some of my old friends who are doing things that I think are really fun. And I hope you enjoy it. Um, I really enjoy what, what content they put out. And so if you get a chance uh, and you want to check out on all of your major podcasting uh, apps, it's called Less Than 2000. Uh, and enjoy our conversation today. I think it was a lot of fun. And please be sure to subscribe to the podcast. Give us a five-star review. Support those who support us. As optometrists, we're problem solvers. I always take the time to ask specific questions of my patients to ensure they don't have symptoms that they're not associating with their eyes or perhaps think is not something I can or will address. I found that asking the right questions to get the bottom of their needs is important. Questions like, how do your contact lenses feel at the end of a long day? What time of day do you take your lenses out? What time of day do you wish you could take your lenses out? On a scale of one to 10, how would you rate your contacts? Questions like these allow us to solve problems for our patients that they may not know how to tell us about, resulting in happier patients and more demonstrable value for our services. It also keeps our practice at the forefront of a patient's mind with new technology, and they hear about that technology first from us, which is what I think they expect. Check out the show links for how Cooper Vision is helping us be proactive with these types of conversations. Well, so I, so tell me about the idea for your podcast and, um, you know, how did you stay stuck in the 80s? I mean, by the way, you're wearing your father's old, uh, what, flamingo? Yes, and I shirt? actually just bought this today, oh, but it's, yeah, it's, it's, right. a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a parrot shirt. Parrot. And, and, and yes, uh, 
You might remember from our 20-year high school reunion, I was wearing a tiger shirt much like this. So yeah. I, I'm into the loud. You're right. We don't really change that much. We're, but but we, it's not the Tiger King. Let's be very specific. Oh, he God, was not no. wearing that to Did support you guys watch that, that show. I don't even know what it is, really. Yeah, I mean, you're, it's you're something it. new. So if, if you want to ask about anything post-2000, you can ask me. Anything you know before that, you can address to both of us. We'll make that Actually, I mean, it goes back to an idea that we've we've had for years. Uh, obviously, we've been friends a, a long, long time, going back to when we were, well, ninety, I think, is when we officially became friends. But we we uh, we lived across the street from each other for quite a while. But we didn't become friends until Chad's dad got a VHS camera and we could start making movies, hmm. including Terminator One, Two, Three, and Four. <laughs> Now this is all Not before salvation. ninety-four. No, we did <laughs> I again don't know what you're talking about. There. Of course. And we decided uh, to do a, a show a while ago uh, called Art House Empire, and it involved just too much work. Basically, to be quite to be quite honest with you, it would be really? it'd be like hounding uh, uh, hounding artists to try to put a show on each week, and it was just too much of a pain. I mean, there was video. We had a multi-camera setup. And then we were going to bring independent artists on you know, musicians, filmmakers, things like that. And yeah, extremely daunting. We said, forget it. So it would be like a YouTube video or like a YouTube episode. Chad was against that idea, actually. He's kind of above YouTube. He ah. was looking for more like Amazon Prime streaming oh, and stuff course. like that. Yeah. It was going to be a premium type You're gonna thing. You're going to do it. Do it right. Yeah. Well, so that, you know, Chad, you've had quite a few movies that have been picked up by larger distribution mm -hmm. So I, that's probably something that my listeners might be interested in. So tell me about how a movie gets produced. What does a producer do? How do you get it sold? How do they know? I mean, all that kind of stuff I think is interesting. It's not, it's not, uh, what is it? Zero, less than zero. Less than 2000. So I, I, we're going to get back to your podcast in a second. Cause I love the podcast. Totally love it. When I, when I, Thank when you. I listened to it the first time I was like, I'm hooked. And I and I I truly believe I think one of the cool parts is I get to have you on my podcast now, and I really believe that when this is when when you guys are, you know, have thousands, you know, hundreds of thousands of downloads a week, then I get to be on yours. That's the deal. Oh, Dude. you're holding out till then. So you're <laughs> yeah. saying you I'm won't come out. on before yeah. that. Okay, <laughs> no, I might come on before, but I'm asking for that too. Oh, Absolutely. Okay. So <laughs> you're so gracious. Thank you very much. But but I did tell you I. I for some reason, I guess I just didn't grasp the title at first, so I wasn't I was too dense to get it. So less than two thousand, less than two thousand, and and so you, I, 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 I we'll we'll get back to your question about yeah, yeah, yeah. what is a movie producer? Because nobody do. cares about nobody that. cares about that. <laughs> Let's get to the the obscure <laughs> title we chose, which we understand does not exactly roll off the tongue and that doesn't is tell the hard you what part it is. About it. Yes, you, you when you're scr when you're scrolling through a bunch of podcasts, you don't know what it is. So right. we try to catch your attention with the Saved by the Bell, Fresh Prince of oh, Bel Air inspired yes, logo. I got that part. And, 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 okay, so we're both big fans of Brett Easton Ellis. And, and he's a writer who, everything is set in the 80s. And I first became familiar with him in the Christian Bale movie, American Psycho, ah, which okay. was actually yep, yep, 2001, yep. but we'll, we'll I, <laughs> but I when look was the, the book other written? way. The book was written in the in ninety two. Okay, fair game. There you go. It's an adapt. Thank you. It's yep. an adaptation of a book that was done in the nineties, set in the eighties. And so we read all of his stuff. And his first big book and his first big movie that based off that book was called Less Than Zero. Ah. It starred uh, Robert Downey Jr. the The movie sucked, but the the it was it was it was a great book. And and Chad one day in January was saying, "Well, that's I was just going to say." So I'm in Los Angeles. I, I was putting speaking together of some movie stuff. producer. Speaking of movie. <laughs> <laughs> music. And um, 
I, I, I was in the back of an Uber and all of a sudden I thought, I was thinking about Brett Easton Ellis. I was thinking about all of his movies and stuff. And I, I called Adam up and I said, man, what if I did a remake of less than zero? And his immediate answer was, I think that that nihilistic, self-indulgent uh, setting of the 80s will not fly today at all. And I went, thanks, brother, and hung up because I knew he was right. <laughs> but that sort of got us both thinking of mm. that less than. And we always talked about how we're kind of stuck in the 80s and 90s. And, and it really just then flew out of our mouths. It was like, how about less than 2000? So that makes so much sense to me. And and I, I don't recall, and I think I've listened to every episode, and I don't recall any explanation of that. Nope. And of course there won't be. You'll because, hear it here first, everyone. Of course there won't be because that would be less than intellectual of you to actually indulge us listeners who didn't read less than zero and pay attention to Robbie da Robert Downey Jr. If it well, the movie was terrible. The movie so was let's terrible. Just, the it's, book was amazing. It's definitely <laughs> That's something... That's why I wanted to remake it. That would be worth a remake. <laughs> and now that I'm thinking about it more, even though it wouldn't fit in this climate because it's so it's so male-centric and white privilege and just oh, like... Who needs that? Punk a teenage yeah. boy with everything in the world snorting his life away with cocaine and, and, and all the weird things that he gets into. Um, but now that I think about it, even though it doesn't fit the culture now, I think you could maybe do an adaptation... That, that actually kind of works within this, that it doesn't like glorify that lifestyle, but it's more like it actually kind of shows the patheticness of it. And if you went with that angle, you know what? You heard it here first. We're going to make remake less than zero. But, but no, we, we originally came up with the idea. What about less than double zero? What about less than zero zero? And then I'm like, what about dub zero? And we just couldn't. That just seemed too clunky. Yeah. And, and we went with less than 2000. And well, you heard you heard it here first. Yeah. Well. Thanks no, for asking. it makes it makes a lot more sense to me now. I like the I like it better now that I know the backstory. How many how many of your listeners do you think know the backstory or get it? No, you, none would know the backstory. Yeah, but would you think if they, they would, know the backstory? They're in a part of my brain that's really terrified. Yeah, <laughs> get out if that's <laughs> and that's part of it, right? Like that's part of of why you name it that, so that you have that story to yourselves, and there is an underlying reason. For sure. Pretty cool. So let me. So we're gonna get back to the podcast in a minute, but I gotta I gotta hear about because I I do think that's really interesting. Of how do you get a movie made? How do you start all that process? Go ahead. Every single film is a unique story. There is nothing that really. There's no magic sauce. I mean, every script comes from a different place. Every actors, uh, uh, funding, financing, you know, producing can be as involved as handling everything creatively from hiring the director and finding the writer and really guiding the whole process. Or it can be as simple as, you know, finding the investment or having attachments to certain people and, and helping bring that together. I know a lot of the, the background and the business end. That's kind of where I started. So I was used to putting together budgets and hiring crew and, you know, really building the whole thing from the mm. ground up. And then over the last couple of films, I've transitioned into more creative producing and, and, and some of that stuff. So I could probably make it a little bit more entertaining and less dry than that. Remember Harvey Weinstein? <laughs> see if that makes interview it interview over. <laughs> we've got a we've got a, a bleep button here someplace, don't we? <laughs> yeah, let's bleep that out and then that. everyone will go, who is he talking about? <laughs> Don't bring uh, up Harvey Weinstein in my... He was an evil, evil, evil person. Did you know? I did not. <laughs> you know, I was watching The Hateful Eight the other day, 
and I well Weinstein production. It's just he's all over the oh, place. Oh, everywhere. Oh yeah. my god. You go it's back crazy. and you look at a lot of the cinema that was actually really good, especially that independent underground stuff that made uh, gener- generations of of stars. Um, so much of that from Weinstein. I mean, it's so like, give bad. me a classic. Give me a classic that would would be let's say less than two thousand. What would be a classic from back then? I I don't know. I you know the, the, those are just words on the screen to me. <laughs> you just haven't done the research just, just give yet. Me the, Wikipedia. Yeah, I haven't gone on Wikipedia, <laughs> yeah. so I yeah, can't yeah. tell you. That's why I wanted to put him on the spot. <laughs> exactly. I, th- that is the repository. So many of them, I can't even. I can't even think of them. I can't even think of one right now. Yeah, that's okay. I know I you want to put you on the spot. I, well, and, and to I don't want to like not let you direct your own podcast. No, it's fine. But let me just get on a quick soapbox real quick. It really upsets me <laughs> that you had people like Brad Pitt who knew this was happening yes, yeah. and did it to his girlfriend or wife or whatever at the time and confronted him and, 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 and called him out and, and, you know, like got him in a hotel and yelled at him and stuff. Dude, you are an A-list actor. You have nothing to fear. Why aren't you going public? All these people that came out after Marissa Torme or, or these, some of these, these, these Academy Award winning actresses, they had nothing to lose at that point. It's not like, oh, I don't want my career ruined. Right. Oh, I, I won't get that part if I say something. They allowed other women to be victimized for decades. And then, of course, those are the same men who then come out and say things like, Of course. What? <clears throat> I'm shocked and appalled. I had no idea. The Simpsons did it in the 90s. There were jokes on the Simpsons about, about jokes going into, uh, don't go into Weinstein's wow. hotel. Wow. It was everywhere. Yeah. Everybody knew it. This is just one of those moments where Hollywood is exposed everybody jumps on the bandwagon and you know for rightful reason but i mean you have all these men trying to defend i didn't know i didn't know well, that's everybody crazy. knew so i didn't i mean i haven't paid much attention to that story but you know there's got to be some pathology there like what what is the pathology do you blame it on the fact that um and here's my podcasting voice adam for you yeah, thank you is it is it the case that because because you're right if they're already superstars what do they have to lose if anything they can become bigger by it you'd think so <clears throat> and and so is it because they do the same stuff is it be well, I, I i finish your thought no no that's it i mean i can i can pause if you got an idea the, yeah well i mean i think the big thing is there's different there's so many layers to that story i mean i, I mean to that to that that thought process where the the bigger you are here's the thing everybody a lot of people have dark things in their closet. So one, if one person gets exposed and another gets exposed, I absolutely hate the term of it was a different time. Right, then. right, right. Garbage. But let's be honest. <clears throat> there were so many people doing illegal activities, drugs, partying, you know, things that, that you could essentially point the finger. So if one person comes out then another can point the finger and they aren't all going to be bad, like, like what Weinstein did, but there's different levels of that. Right. By the way, to, how's this for tying it all together? Less Than Zero deals with some of these issues with the casting couch kind of thing, and especially mm. the sequel to it, uh, Imperial Bedrooms, mm. directly deals with the casting couch concept and, and the, just the horrific underbelly mm. of Hollywood. If I, if I had to guess, I would say Chad's on to something there, but I would also have to say, you know, the bigger you get, First of all, I'm not a big fan of celebrities. The bigger you get, 
And the more you have, and the more you have to lose, the less likely you are to take a risk. I have wondered for years about certain people. That's why I give LeBron James like some credit for finally coming out and and being like a public figure and standing up for certain Mm -hmm. causes. Um, So few people are willing to do that. They they had to struggle and fight and tooth and claw to get to where they are. And now they're multimillionaires in their mansions and they've got their good name and they don't want to risk it. They won't risk it for anything. And, And to me, that's kind of sad. And not only that, but it's so easily to get labeled as hard to work with. Yeah. So if you all of a sudden open your mouth and it makes the wrong person upset, no more jobs. Yeah. Here's the thing. Brad Pitt could never work again the rest of his life and be fine. And, and, well, and he, he could, could be do financially fine, right? Financially fine. But he might like the ability to come on every five years and do a art house pick that nobody wants to watch. Well, not to right? mention his, his, his production company now. I mean, he's producing content yeah. out of his company. So, I mean, Oh, well that justifies allowing a generation of starlets to be no, completely abused. No, see, that's where see, this is what, made, this isn't our show. So <laughs> you're, you're he's, not troll, he's trolling you, Chad. <laughs> I've listened to the show <laughs> enough to know he's trolling you, <laughs> but let's go with it. I'm just saying, now we had the interruption. Now I can't even think. See, you got in my head. Now I now I can't think of it. But you're you're saying no. It's not. That's he's not justifying. Well, no, oh, you were going to yeah. get on the producer thing. It's there's no justification. It's people were afraid to speak up, plain and simple, for all different reasons. Whether it was skeletons in the back, fear of not getting a job, being labeled tough to work with, whatever that case is, and Hollywood created a culture of sheltering and protecting itself. And when you do that. It's like having a whole bunch of family. They're all punching and screaming and biting and yelling and hurting each other. But then you go outdoors and nothing's there. It doesn't exist. Hollywood trapped itself in that and it got exposed. It's still got to be like that. It's of course it's still well, like that. Sandusky in the Penn State thing. Yeah, or or Jeffrey Epstein and you know all the politicians, right? Correct. I mean, yeah, yeah. So what's our deep dark secrets at this this table? That's what's so crazy. Is I that- like to buy Air Jordans. <laughs> They are nice Air Jordans, yes. And and Adam would never touch an Air Jordan. Do they never. still do they still make uh, Reebok pumps? That yes. would be my jam. Do you know they make those? Do you, they? You can order them. Well, I'm. I see. Here's the thing. I've got a problem with with brands. I've yeah. got a problem with you know the the slave children that are building those, and we're paying hundreds of dollars for them for a luxury item. And I just you know that's why I'm wearing the toucan shirt that doesn't have a label on it. And that's just how I roll. But I hate to say it, that parrot shirt that you're wearing is still probably made by slave children. Yeah, but yep. I, you know what? They're it just was fifteen not paid dollars. Not paid <laughs> it's fifteen or twenty dollars as opposed to sixty. The kids still got the same. They still got pennies for their hour. <laughs> you're right. I'm gonna have to start making Come my on. own clothes. Unless today. you're buying American. So that's I really it. wanted to stay away from from COVID, right? And I, I well, I'm not gonna go there except to say that. You know, there's something to what you're saying. And and I think uh, what I hope that comes out of all of this, because I've been dwelling on this for the last, you know, like everybody has, right, for the last 10 weeks. Um, But I hope what comes out of this is that companies specifically in America decide that they're going to start making things in America, not exploiting, you know, uh, third world countries that now on the other side of that, part of our doing business in those countries is that we can spread our wealth there if in fact we are spreading wealth and not just using the bottom dollar, you know, cheapest labor we can possibly get. Correct. And what that means is we're all going to have to be willing to pay more for the stuff we want. Right. And and I don't know that we are. 
And that's the problem. It's a race to the bottom. I mean, it's it's a it's if you can't get cheap crap at Walmart, then uh, Americans aren't happy. So I, I think there'd be big time resistance because for the vast majority of people, they don't even think about it. They don't even care if they can get cheap five dollar shirts at Walmart. That's just the way it is out of sight, out of mind. Look at our look at our meatpacking industry and how how ungodly corrupt that is and and unhealthy. And there's actual federal laws against like filming it and showing us how our meat is actually made. That's so scary. And, yeah. and here's this, I mean, some, st- some stunning <clears throat> statistics, like 60% of all terrestrial mammals. So animals with fur that live on the mm-hmm, earth. Mm-hmm. We're not talking birds. We're not talking whales. Terrestrial mammals are livestock. 70%. 70%. 70%. But think about know, that. Pork chops is good. Bacon is good. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, once you start eating, are you, are, right? Do you not, do you not eat any? I, I try to be plant-based as, as much as possible, yeah. but, you know, I I like a good steak and, and some pork ribs on occasion. Don't let them fool you. This is like this new public persona. Yeah, I've he, seen this guy shove more meat in his mouth over 30 years. <laughs> hey, now. Careful with that. You know, you mentioned we don't really change, Chad. You mentioned we don't really change. We just become more of the same person. I, I can tell you I've changed a lot over the last several years, and no, that's good. Have. Growth is good. Yeah, Growth is, of course. But, but, I can, but I can go back to the, the good old days and tap into the, the – I'm an old soul that's young at heart. That's well, why is it, it the good old days? I mean, the, the reality is, is I, I think the same thing. As, I, as you take me back into that, that place, you know, I – some of the stuff, I, I was never a big Michael Jordan fan. Specifically, I was a Houston Rockets fan. When my dad was in optometry school, uh, Phi Slamma Jamma, which was Akeem Olajuwon, Clyde Drexler, and Robert Ori. Robert Ori. Well, they were in, they were undergrads at the University of Houston when he was in professional school at in the College of Optometry at, at University of Houston. So he grew up seeing all those, you know, or he was there watching those guys win national championship, right? Which I believe they did. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then, so in the nineties, when they all were kind of blossoming in the middle of the nineties, when I guess it must've been, you would know the, the history better than I would about Jordan, but right. Jordan took a pause for a couple of years Baseball. and that was the two years that the Rockets won. Yeah. Correct. Yep. And, that year, it was like a year and yeah. a half. Yeah. And so like that was, so for me, the nineties were the Buffalo bills. Yeah. Yep. And, uh, the Houston Rockets, those were my teams. And, uh, so anyway, I, I could care less about Michael Jordan. Although, uh, admittedly, cool. he's, fun. you know, he's, it, it's, it's a wild story. Especially. Are you about to say, but we're so entertaining, you're enjoying the episodes? Of course. Good and way to lead him into that. Thanks. I didn't yeah. want you to lose sight <laughs> no, of that. No, 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 no. Yeah. I was, I was, I was just kind of getting on a fraud and rant. So yeah. thanks for drawing me back in. Well, so I don't know what my I mean, question was. I guess well, it was more of a statement. I think what you were talking about is, is just about taking you back. You, the, yeah, the thing was, back. it was about yeah. why... Why, Why the that's good so old important, days. the yeah. good old days. Yeah, so whether I, I like the content, like I like the stuff you're talking about or I didn't, I remember it. Correct. And it doesn't matter. Our, our show... Correct. It doesn't. doesn't ha- it doesn't matter whether you liked it or not. We we try to relate things to the personal psyche. And Adam will dump all over it anyway. So yeah, Of course. So it doesn't matter. He <laughs> yeah. doesn't like half this stuff anyway. <laughs> yeah, exactly. but, no, but more importantly, I think that especially for people that are around, around our age demo, is I'm convinced that what we watched, listened to did from the time we were 11, 12 years old, 10, 11, 12 years old. So about the time you're about 22, 23, that stuck with you forever. That forever, because those are the formidable years, even though it's only 10, we've now lived a couple of 10s past yeah. that almost. Yeah. And we're still, that felt the longest. It was the most robust. It was where we experienced things for the first time. And we can relate that 
that movie or that music or that moment or that, that group to something personal in our lives that we were experiencing for the very first yeah. time. And I think that's what's key. It was the first time. You're not going to ever have that effect again later on as much. I mean, sure, there's things we like, but you're not going to have that like, wow, this groundbreaking feeling moment. Yeah. Does that, so then that exists right now in your mind that exists right now for our kids, but they're having those experiences mm -hmm. with TikTok, and you don't even know what that is. I actually posted a TikTok thing no, the other day. He did. He did. The he beat me to the reason, punch. You're, you're, you're trying reason, to get listeners. What exactly, you will do for listeners. Exactly. You're, you're, I won't use the word out yourself out for listeners. I had never, I had, he, I had never done up. social media really ever in my life. You until better this. get better at it if you want those hundred thousand. Exactly. Listeners. And, and, and we're working on it, but, uh, I, I, I really don't know what I'm doing on there, but, but you know, I feel so there's, there's obviously the basic nostalgia. I mean, we remember people from, from older Gen Xers and things talking about the sixties and seventies, our parents talking about the sixties and seventies and how, how nice uh, they're, they're fond memories of it. Yeah. And that's just part of getting older. Everything new sucks. I gotta say, I really do think culture changed around 2001. I blame it on 9-11. I think that changed our country forever. So you go forever. deeper with that. So I, of course it did, right? And like, and that's what I worry about with like all this stuff in general with COVID, right? Is the same things that we don't even think about that happen that we go through now. Like even just the basic stuff of going through a screening device at a, at a when you're going into an airport, like. Your family used to come with you and pick you up and yeah. wait at the gate and like we don't even think twice about days. that. Yeah. Yeah, that it, was great. Keeping when, our shoes on. Yeah. When you when you went into an airport, it was like it was like I can go anywhere I want to go. Yeah. Right. And now it's kind of like Ugh. you could just hang out there and yeah. watch the planes sure. land if you're like a hick from Nebraska or something. So so go deeper into why beyond just the nine eleven stuff, how did it change the culture? I, I really think um not stating my opinion on on, no, on that whole yeah. stuff. Because we really like to avoid politics. We just want to take you back in time. Sure. We don't want to divide anybody and distract from the awesomeness of the 80s and 90s. But it is a fact that when the the whole attack happened, everything got so pro-America. And that was like everything. The whole culture just became this like, I mean, Clear Channel stopped playing certain songs on the radio. Yeah. Uh, because they were divisive and could be construed as as bad, and then every became like Toby Keith, and and it was like if you're not with <laughs> us, you're against us. Hmm. And then a few years later, it started coming out. Oh, was there really WMDs there? And all and and that and that really, I believe, began the super polarization between right and left in this country. You're with us, you're against us, and then the backlash against the war and all of that stuff. And then then media got consumed by that whole thing for at least 10 years and we've never really recovered from it and then within that time span social media came along and things like that so uh it, it will never be the good old days the other part of it too is there was less it, it, the further back in time you go it's like a graph that, that just gets smaller and smaller at the end we remember stuff from the 50s and 60s because it was on Nick at Night. There right. was only so many shows. Right, right, right. And there were only so many songs. <clears throat> and we were all familiar with the Beatles and Led Zeppelin and everything our parents grew up because that's all there was. Now there's so much out there. And it's not even all on the same platform. It's not just TV. It's not just movies. Yeah. It's this device. It's that device. It's social media, this and, and all the day. So it, it's so fractured now that there is, we are the last generation that has a common memory of culture. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, we hmm. were such a, it, the, we're so divided in our viewing habits and listening habits anymore that 
very seldom are you going to get a big group of of kids going to school like when we did when everybody saw the same yep, show yep, yep. when everybody saw it live on terrestrial <laughs> television and and then came to school and talked about it do you guys remember so you're going to have to do the oj simpson trial we watched on channel one actually and you mentioned the 94 uh nba finals yeah. with the houston rockets yeah. i think that was the best the knicks Rockets series was the best first of all michael jordan wasn't in it for once <laughs> and you mentioned Hater. oj the OJ chase happened live during game five. Do you uh, remember that? I, they, so I don't remember that. I don't remember that it was game five, but I remember, you know, they cut away to, uh, and, and then the, the game became this little box, the box. in the corner. I'm like, it's <laughs> on every box. other channel. Nobody uses the final. The box. Just think about that. The NBA finals turned into the little box in the yeah, corner. So they could crazy. show OJ, OJ driving in that white. Speaking Bronco. of the bills, right? And, yeah. and yeah. at the time, <laughs> at the time I didn't appreciate like how unique that was. Yeah. Uh, and, and what a life changing moment. I mean, I've seen so many NBA games. That's one that I'll remember forever because of that. So we'll definitely talk about OJ. We're going to, we're going to branch out into, uh, you know, uh, we're going to branch out into, uh, current events, yeah. current events from 20, 30 years okay. ago, and we're going to branch into cultural phenomena. So not just a song, an actor, a movie, but, but current events back in the the challenger exploding yeah um fun stuff yeah good yeah. stuff like that i mean the berlin wall crumbling and and the collapse of communism and yeah i'm gonna be really heavy on those episodes because i'm not sure how much he was pay paying attention <laughs> yeah i was asleep through i think most of you school. mentioned channel one wasn't yeah. that great let's yeah. talk about channel Lisa one no kidding. yes i remember man was she was she made she did some time on cbs right and then she did some mm -hmm. investigative journaling yep yeah, she had a really good career for a while after Channel One. Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, and she was a serious, I mean, I think she uncovered some stuff probably five or 10 years ago. Isn't that crazy? Like, I think in 2010. And now, I think we were watching her in school on, on the little tube TV yeah. that was in the corner yeah. of, the, it's nuts. of the room. I hated it because I thought it was brainwashing. I thought this is like, it, it, well, yeah. This is, this, is this is part of the indoctrination of high school. You watch this quote news and advertising i mean that was the thing there was how many stridex commercials did we see how many pepsi commercials you know i didn't I, I don't remember that i don't remember that part of it but it obviously made an impression oh. well i mean here's the thing and the, and the thing about that is they used to say that we were sold what was it like we'd see like back 30 40 years ago you'd see about on average 500 to a thousand advertisements a day it's now like five thousand and up i mean wow. we have stuff coming at us constantly. I mean, I stopped, I turned email notifications off. I turned notifications off on most stuff on the computers. One day I, I was like, see, I twitched 54 times in three hours to check a status update. I said, you enough's enough. It. Yeah. Forget yeah. it. And that's the problem with today is kids today sitting there buried in their personal device. Not only is it antisocial, but they also have so much yeah. content and streams. And yeah. now TikTok you have, and I secretly don't mind TikTok, but my God, you have three to four seconds to even decide if you're not going to flip your thumb and go to the next yeah. one. We are a culture of instant. Yeah. Gone is the day when somebody would go to the store with that 15 bucks that they earned or their allowance, and they would carefully flip through the full CD covers and carefully pick out which album they were going to bring home and invest their time and their money into. No matter how many songs were bad on that album, when you did that, 
You listened to all of it. And you discovered that the songs that you didn't like at the beginning wind up being your favorite songs in the end. Yes. And 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 so so like I, I'm I'm a you've got me on now a tangent. I, I've got thousands of records buried, you know, throughout my this house. Uh and Amazing. I don't get to I still have the turntables. Nice. But I, I um I've got them they're not connected to a mixer in the middle anymore. But the um but the the beauty of that is it's so tangible, right? CDs even were tangible. Mm-hmm. If you especially specifically record players, and it got a little easier with CDs and tape players, but probably a lot not as easy with with a tape player. But um, kind of dipped on yeah, that one. It yeah, got harder to, than records, yeah, and then yeah, it went to, back to, get to, to the next song. And- but yeah, you, so so you would just because it's such a pain to go and lift the needle to the the one that you want, you wind up just listening to the whole thing, and the gems that are on those albums. That, I mean, almost every album that I have, the stuff I love on it is not the stuff I bought the album for. Of course not. And think about now, you, you know, I get, okay, I don't like this song or the first time I listen to it, delete it. It's, it's taking up space on my hard drive. And, or I'm just going to buy one song and you never get to explore the full breadth of, of talent that somebody well, and has. Now to nobody offer. even buys the and one song. Cares. Now yeah, it's just, just literally <laughs> instant with Spotify yeah, and Apple yeah. Music. Instant gratification culture. Yeah. yeah. There's I, nothing that brings you and invests you into it. I, I, I mean, I, in that regard, I feel bad for your kids. I, be, there will not be a show less than 2020. There won't be one because no one will have a common experience to share the way that when you were talking about records and Chad, when you were talking about flipping through CDs, that just gave me like feels in my yeah, heart because I remember doing that. You and had that, feelings? I had feelings. <laughs> a feeling. I, if I, a feeling. Well, yeah, let me to tell you um, on that on that note, I will defend social media in a certain uh, regard that the internet and social media has allowed me to feel less alienated. Hmm. Yes, it, it is antisocial, it, it, but it's both. It brings people together and divides us. Uh, it, it, you're not, you're not paying attention to that person next to you at the airport anymore, Yeah, but you are connecting to people maybe around the world. And I was so, and maybe listeners who've listened to our show can pick up on the fact that I, I am very angsty, angst ridden and, and, and antisocial. <laughs> and, and, but when I could communicate with people and realize that I'm not alone. There are other weirdos like me out there. They don't live in my town. They don't. They didn't go to my high school. But wow, there are people like me and exposed me to all types of people from all different backgrounds, races, nationalities, and really just made me, in, as much as it, it kills my, crushes my soul and, and makes me weep for humanity's condition, on other levels, it makes me think, wow, there are a lot of inspiring things and people out there. Well, true, which is so great. I mean, it, it I mean, when you hear that Twitter has brought down an entire tyrannous government, that's the idea of using social media for mm. group positivity. It's when it becomes alienated. It's, it's the news. We talk about what's different. Back, you know, we didn't have 24-hour news, you know, on, you know, like it is today. CNN started Fox, in the yeah, early CNN, 90s. Fox, they well, just starting Early 90s, to, yes, yeah, but and, it was new then. Yeah. But, but by now, it's just constant. It's just yeah. whatever you want between the, your flash briefing on, a, on Alexa or, you know, the 24-hour news stations or the stuff coming into your emails. It's just we, have co- we don't get a break anymore. And, and in some ways, that's good because it's not all one source. It's not just the, quote, sure. evening news sure. anymore. And you got to listen to Walter Cronkite or great. Tom Brokaw. But... 
I mean, then it's not vetted either. Is it really news or is it just opinion? And then we're seeing it. I mean, well, and then the, and then the classic uh, major news, whatever you want to call it, whether it's mainstream or just the major big all networks, it is, is COVID and Trump and, now. Yeah, and and, and we're going to replay somebody's TikTok or we're going to replay some video that somebody put on social media. So we're going to get that a bunch of play, get a bunch of clicks, and that feeds the ability to get more social media. And then they're pulling from that. It's not really news. And it makes me it's wonder. It's clickbait. Yeah. What's it, amazing is even deep news is clickbait. Deep news. What, what do you mean by deep well, news? I mean, it used to be like real investigative journalism yeah, where gone. you'd really. Well, it's not gone, but it's it, not nobody gone, plays but nobody it Nobody reads it. Yeah. Nobody plays it up. You're good. And it's all about the quick headline to get you to click. I can't tell you how many articles you read the headline, then you read the article and half the article has nothing to do with yep. what the headline was. CNN, MSNBC, Fox, in the evening, it's not news. None of it is. It's all editorial. Yeah. And they all say the same every hour. Every single hour, it is one thing after another where the next host just rehashes the same thing. Oh my gosh, Trump said this, or the yep. libs did that, or whatever. And it's just, they get their marching orders from top down. And it, and it it further divides us. And, and even when you listen to politicians, everybody's saying just slightly different words that all mean the same thing. It's like they all have the same writers handed down by the do. same, yeah, and then it's they the and it's just that's. And when you hear politicians talk and and debate, you'd think this country is the worst in the world because everything's a problem. Healthcare system's broken. Yep. Defense yep. spending is broken. Everything is effed. Yep. It's but, not. <laughs> but then when you go back and look at stuff from the 60s and 70s, they were saying that back yeah, then, of course, too. Of course. I mean, that's just the way the things are. Well, I mean, heck, we grew up we, we all grew up going to, you know, you know, Catholic school. I went back and look, you can actually trace back the whole first this generation's going to hell back like pre Jesus's time. Well, <laughs> they have been saying humanity has been saying yeah. the same crap well, for thousands of years. And that's why I, I think in all of the stuff that my kids have to deal with. Right then I still have faith in their humanity of, of still being better and, you know, taking us to the next place and caring for us. Right. When we get older, mm -hmm. <clears throat> but yeah, I, I'm screwed when that comes, when we come to that. <laughs> That's why I've got so many kids. Yeah. Somebody's got to take I have care a couple of me. take care of me, please. <laughs> You're gonna have to. I think, I think the next generation is going to, I think we're going to start to see a cycle back to that real care for humanity because I think we became so monofocused on it's supposed to be us guys. It's supposed to be us, not the next but generation. But we were the too late. We we just we were the lazy generation. We got rid of analog. And no, was that like, was Gen Sweet. Xers. That was right in front of us. <laughs> what do you mean Gen Xers worked hard and dual income families? What are we? Are we? I, I claim millennial. I'm an, I'm an exennial. I claim exennial. I won't claim millennial, but so, I will claim our micro generation. And I truly believe that from seventy seven, seventy eight to about eighty three, eighty four. Maybe 85. There's a difference. There is a complete difference because I'll give you that. You know, so we the, the only generation nobody knows what to do with because we were smarter than Gen X and we we're quite millennial. I mean, it's like we're right there. Yeah, I, I've heard it described. So I've I've seen that that we are included in in millennials, and then I've seen the same thing where we kind of have a micro generation. But I think what happens to millennials is they get, and I and I can't remember what his name was, but he it is a he's a. Um, he studies general generational kinetics and I listened to him talk about it and he's in our generation. And basically what he was talking about was that millennials, everybody, there's basically the largest split in any generation that are, is just a dramatic dichotomy of each other, right? Where, where 
there's this group of millennials that are doing this, right? They're amassing more wealth, they're spending more money, they're creating more businesses than any other generation, period. Mm-hmm. And then there's the the millennials that, you know, are sleeping like the quote unquote sleeping on their parents' couch and and not doing anything and no job and blah, 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 right? But those are the ones that people are paying attention to because it gets headlines and clickbaits and blah, 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 right? And so when we think about, well, I'm not a millennial, you can't be a millennial, you can't be a millennial, right? And we deny that we're really we're really millennials. We're just the fifty percent of millennials that nobody's paying attention to. No, I'm an exennial. You're, you're an exennial. <laughs> no, no. I will say uh, they did get a bad rap. One of the funniest things I saw was there was a, a um, it was probably Fox News just completely berated millennials are causing this and da da da. This was like six months ago, and an answer back was, "Hey, I'm a I'm a wife. I own a house. I have a career. I have four kids." I'm almost 40. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Two things. You still think they're young, but yeah, no, we're, no, we're, we're turning yeah, 40. That's right. I think obviously it's always been that way. Every generation, there's just more of us. <laughs> we are the biggest generation. So there are more people living in their parents' basement. Right. And But we are the biggest generation. We are the largest uh, generation in the workforce right now, which kind of blows my mind yeah. when you think about it. Yeah, when yeah. You're, some people are in their 20s still. And, and, and so... so but but here's the thing when I when I hear boomers, I'm not going to get political. <laughs> but when I hear boomers crap on us, here's all you need to say: You guys gave us this crap that we're in right now. You've been in charge for the last thirty years or whatever, and you broke the world, and you gave us this condition that we've got right now, where everything is effed. You can't blame us. We didn't have the power. You were you had the money. You had the power. So you guys were the hippies from the '60s. And, and 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 then you all became Reaganite yuppies and 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 broke the world with your greed and your selfishness and your your myopic view oh, of the world. So. You know that's too simple, Adam. Of course you know it that's is. too it simple. Is. But gotta let me rant, okay? I'll I'll let you, I'm giving I'll you a you. soundbite. I know. The first time my mom ever looked at me and said, Your generation is causing all this dang divorce in this country and ruining it. I was like seventeen or nineteen. And I looked at her like what? You are the no. What? I walked away from that conversation, you know. But yeah, it was like the first time I was so young. There was like mm. nobody was married yet at that point, but yeah. she was already yeah. equating the world's problems on our generation. Well, we just need to remember not to do that to our kids, right? And specifically right. to Good my idea. kids, you know. But but I think so. Here's the here's the interesting part for me is I find myself even with social media and I. I don't understand the language well. I mean, in general, like I can do some of it, but but I don't understand the language well, and I don't have the bandwidth to to like you know scroll up all the time. I'll do again. I'll do some of it. I can relate. But but I can find myself what where I do feel like there's a detriment is I'll be watching a, and maybe it's maybe it's shows, maybe it's the movies I'm picking, but even movies that I enjoy or or shows that I enjoy. Yeah, I'll I'll like you know, and I, it gets to like a little a bit of a lull. I started watching Hunters. Mm-hmm. You have you you haven't watched I it? Have no not. idea. Oh, man. it's on Amazon Prime. Okay, yeah, so yeah. I just finished the first episode. I really like it. Really nice. like it. Um, anyway, uh, but but I even caught myself for about five minutes towards the end of that first episode, which I I was thinking I really like this show. Mm-hmm. Scrolling through, right? picking something up, thinking what am I missing? You know, right? And and that's why I I think your podcast. What I try to do with this is one one of the things I love is I just want to have an open conversation. I think we're probably going to wind up with you know our 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 consumption rate on this podcast is probably going to be like 
you know, I, I'll usually hit like 80 to 90%, but it might be like 50% because we could go longer, right? Because I enjoy the longer form conversations. But I think your 20-minute podcast gives gives you the ability to have a little bit of a long form and not quite enough. But I guess my point is, is that how many people are going to actually sit around and have conversations that are in younger generations, right? Are they going to actually sit around and like, I remember, I mean, we, you know, we used to talk about, you know, we would just sit around hanging out. We might watch a show or a movie, but we would just start BSing, you know, mm-hmm. and talking about, you know, politics or girls or. Well, you just said the key word there. Talk. Yeah. That's what I feel like doesn't happen. I mean, all the time. I mean, obviously people talk, but like there isn't as much of that. I feel like. Chris, I remember sitting next to you in, in, in sophomore and junior year uh, English. I don't remember the teacher, but she was blonde and she was pretty and. <laughs> And, and it's always funny to me. Like he remembers when, the important when things. You, yeah, when, when you're 15 or 16, that 22 year old teacher looks so old. <laughs> what editing? Do pro- you edit what editing will, program? We'll have use? to edit some of that. Yeah. So, 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 but we we talked. We had the common experience again. We had there was only so many bands and shows and movies to talk about. We weren't a on our phones. We were talking to the person next to us, passing notes and. And 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 talking about music and culture and it, and it and I I mean I'll never forget that you specifically like I had some really good deep what I consider to be deep conversations back then because well there was no other option yeah. and and you were an intelligent person and I could carry on a conversation with you we didn't see to eye to eye on on Most certain things, things yeah. but but it was fun to to share uh, life with with somebody uh, real life well that's what doesn't happen anymore really like like that's you know. It, it seems to me, and maybe it does happen. And, and, and one of the questions I would want to ask is, I, my sense is always that everybody, you know, looking back on it, it's like, we probably didn't have these unique conversations. There were a million other guys having a million other the same conversations that were intellectual and, you know, thought provoking. And we agree. And, and I hate the term agree to disagree. We just didn't agree on things. And we weren't agreeing that we're going to disagree. It's just like, we didn't care. But that's okay. Yeah, it's like, okay. That but that's not okay is? anymore. That's yeah, not no. okay anymore. Oh, no. No, that's... Yeah, yeah, I mean, I mean, it is okay. It should happen, right? But like, right. it's not... You know, it's like we all have to either agree or we have to agree to disagree. It's like, no, let's just hash it out and figure out figure out what. And at the end no, of the day, it doesn't matter. It, it doesn't. Maybe it doesn't. I can grow. Maybe I, if I take an honest approach and say, maybe I can learn something. Well, uh, the echo chamber yeah. is what we've got now. Everybody's just talking to their own people that agree with them. So they never expand their their philosophies, their ideologies. They just hear what they want to hear. They go on the, the Facebook groups or Twitter feeds that agree with them. Or they get on and start trolling the other side. But the point is, there's no commonality. There's no like middle ground. Hey, you know, um, we, we came to some sort of resolution. Or like you said, it just doesn't matter. At a certain point, next period, you got to move on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's okay. I mean, it's like, it's like, um, I mean, <clears throat> again, I hate the term agree to disagree. But if you approach a conversation where, you know, I've got an opinion about something, but I also think that that I've lived long enough to know I probably I probably could improve my opinion about it or understand more about it. And part of understanding more about where I'm coming from or my perspective on things is to understand the the opposition, and and not and not to understand maybe maybe so that you know in the one sense is so I can win more arguments. Maybe it's just to understand so I can I can just have a better grasp on it and be willing to change my mind. Mm-hmm. I just think there's very few people that are willing to change their mind. Well, we talked. I think I think we talk so surface today. Either that, or like you said, it's a, it's a, Adam. It's like like minded people. We're either sitting in our little chambers with like minded uh, uh, people, or 
we're not going deep enough. I, I want to go back to something. You you think only fifty percent of your audience is going to make it all the way through this episode? No, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I don't know. That's I, your takeaway. That's, yeah. <laughs> wait a second. Like, you're like done. You're I like, like, you're like, like, I'm, I'm calling this quits. Yeah. No, <laughs> I, I. That first of all, you have an amazing uh, podcast. I I especially like the Dirk Chaplin uh, episode, especially what you were talking about lamenting the fall of the Huskers. Yeah. Oh my God, that breaks oh my, my heart. Gosh. And your kids will not have the, the have warm no memories that we none. do. And it's so, so sad to see Scott Frost, let's face it, completely crap the bed and fall flat on his face when he was supposed to be the savior. We have and no I'm not choice, saying we got to get rid of him. I'm just saying, yeah. like, it is it is heartbreaking. Yeah, but this it takes time. Our... It took Tom Osborne I know, forever I know. to I get up to there. I don't need to hear that. Everybody gives well, that. Well, I know, but you're going to bring it up. <laughs> okay. It's still sad. We can still be angry. And right. this is what I hate. Okay, see, you're doing what we're talking about. If I if I just if I just make a point, it's suddenly, oh, I'm bad and I'm I want him fired. And it's like, no, it sucks. It hurts yeah. my heart. Yes. But getting back to what my original point, <laughs> how did you develop such a you have a very, very specific focus. Yeah. And now you you've covered a lot of ground within yeah. that. And it's not just limited to, to one particular thing. But I'm curious as an aspiring podcaster myself, how you built the following that you've done, especially since you said you're not great on social media. Well, I think part of it is that, um, you know, you talk to people. Um, I'm getting better at, at stuff, right? Like and subscribe, give me a five-star review, share with your friends, right? That kind of rolls off my tongue right now. Um, but, but I think part of it is, you know, um, it is probably wraps back up to what we were talking about is that I, I just have conversations with a lot of people. And, and when I, when I travel to speak or, um, or I, I'm at a fundraising event for one of my kids, I just talk to people. I I'm interested in what they do. Like I was telling you about the, the one you should listen to is the HIV, mm -hmm. you know, the, the discussion on HIV and, and I, you know, taking us back to less than 2000, it'd be really, really a good, a great discussion to have. But, yeah. but you think about, um, and, and part of that even, so to answer your question, I, I think I just talk to a lot of people. I, I enjoy talking to people. Um, I, I think I, um, I carry enough confidence with enough humility in, in being incorrect about certain things. And, and I really just want to explore ideas. And I think that resonates with enough people. And, um, uh, but it is a specific podcast, you know, it's never going to be, if, if I had, 10,000 downloads of an episode that would be phenomenal because it's it's geared toward my profession, right? Right. Um <clears throat> but that's good too cuz you have the niche that you you have you have an advertiser, you have right. you have a sponsor, right. which is good because it's targeted. Yes. And I think that's not without trying to do it, that's what we're doing too. We're yeah, sure. appealing to a certain demographic. It just happens but to, to be the bigger. biggest one. <laughs> <laughs> and and, and uh, but but so you're telling me saying uh, like and subscribe actually helps because we've been resisting doing that because it's like, you know, if I like it and I want to subscribe, yeah, I will. I don't, I don't need you telling me that. Well, do you like, do it on the show or do you do it in real life? I took it as no, you no, did it in real life. I do it in real life. And yeah. I do it as sort of a parody of my own self. But I also right. do it on the show at the intro. Right. Like like uh, I don't know if it makes any, you know, yeah, I I'm, you I'm parroting myself. Right. Mm -hmm. Like like I I I know that. You know, sometimes it, it is the case that people maybe just don't even think about it. Like, oh, I should share this with my friends, right? I mean, maybe maybe that's I don't know. Yeah. But you know, podcasts I like say that, and um, yes. maybe they get to a point where they don't have to anymore. But uh, but then now now it becomes something where if somebody listens, it's crazy because I'll go across the country and I'll talk, and every time I go, you know, three, four, five people come up and they're and they're like, 
you know, they're like, Hey, I really love your podcast. Thanks That's for awesome. doing That's it. And, you know, and so, so like, uh, when I, you I haven't know, had I, that yet. Yeah. You'll get there. Um, but when I, when I say it, you know, I, I can say it with a wink and a smile, right. Cause I'm, when I say, Hey, if you guys like podcasts, check this one out, like subscribe, you know, be sure to share it with your friends yeah. and then everybody gets a laugh. Right. But it's, it's just sort of a, a it's gotcha. become a parody of it. Yeah. So, and by the way, you did say you like it. And so I appreciate that. I take it back. Yeah, yeah. Someone came up to me and said they like it. And, and yeah, I, I was really, going to say, you well, got so, really like, well, there's been a few people. Ladies and gentlemen, he texted me that we are one of the his favorite two or three podcasts. Yeah. And he listens to a lot of them. So shameless plug. <laughs> and I think I think the reason why you have the audience you do is that there's an authenticity to what to the conversations you have. And there's a, an honesty behind it. And I yeah, think you're that's not putting what's anything most, on. Um, you know, unlike us, you're real. <laughs> and so, you know, there's, I think people really, the people who really love listening to long, deep conversations, you're going to provide a really great format for that. Yeah. Thanks. You thanks. Know? man. And I think that's why you have the success you do. Thanks. And and now that you've had us on, yeah. I mean, just sorry if we ruined it. I hope not. Oh, oh, you mean through the, the roof. Way oh, great. Um, I mean, through the roof. I'm optimistic. We, 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 we don't do the, we're doing the social media thing, but if you've, you've noticed that we don't, we, we, first of all, we let people behind the curtain. We, we, we leave stuff in that we would plan on taking out. Like, well, reference, this is probably not going to make the final <laughs> cut. And we leave that in, or we, we just start, we just hit record yeah, yeah. and you hear us. There's no show open. Other than the very first episode, the podcast. There's, there's. I mean, yeah, we've got, we've got our jingle and all that, but we don't, we don't start. Hey, welcome to the show. We do this. Yeah. This is Chad. We did this that on Adam. episode one. We did Why that do it on the other one? one? Exactly. So we just get into almost mise on, almost like a, um, in media res. We just get right to throw you in the action, and yeah. we let you see behind the curtain. We don't, but, but you know, we have fifteen to twenty minute episodes. Why did you pick that number? Well, well, we Chad thinks that's a good number. We actually record for thirty to forty minutes. That's actually how long we go. How long does it take you to edit one? It it takes a while to so, edit. So you know, this is going to take me the longest to edit because most of my guests, almost, and when I say most, I mean all, don't use the f bomb. <laughs> so now I haven't which, used which, it yet. This I know, one, I know. I'm, right? so, I'm just yeah. making sure. So channel I'm three prone. is just not getting on here. I, I think I, I thought first of all I'm channel two. Um, I think I used the sh word. I don't remember using the f word. If I did, I apologize. No, no, no. I, I'm just giving you. But a hard either time. way, and I, I said f once, but um, I'm going to have to learn how to use the bleep. Yes, and then I'm also going. But that's okay. But we 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 want to we want to make it tight and and we don't want we want you to leave you wanting more. We we'd hate to you have do. you you click off. We want you to say, man, I wish they would have continued. Yeah. We've heard people say, you know, you're just starting to really get into it when the show ends. Well, that's why someday you're going to come to Patreon and buy the full length episodes, the raw, the uncut, the uncensored. You're going to get them early. We're obviously not to that point yet because nobody's listening, let alone willing to pay for it. But, um, you know, someday you'll be able to listen to those episodes in well, full and length. I, and I, if I'm not going to blow sunshine, but but the reality is, I think that that's what resonated with me immediately is obviously like I know you guys. And so when I heard it the first time, I was like, well, first, you know, what I didn't know was I didn't realize that you guys were that close growing up. I mean, I never knew oh, that right. in high school. And that's okay. I mean, we weren't that close in high school. In that's high school. the irony. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. you had cars yeah. and you could go your separate ways. And the kid that yeah. you grew up across the street from, you needed to expand your I circle. I mean, literally, I could throw rocks from my you know, room to his house. I yeah. mean, it was. But, but, but so, yeah. So I, so I guess what I, my, my point about saying that is that immediately, there is an authenticity and there is a connection. And there also is, I think what, what to bring it back to the pr prior conversation we had was that 
there is this sense of this banter that a lot of us had. I mean, I, I think it, I think my memories of it were with with guys like you, right, mm-hmm. in high school, and specifically you guys. But um, but I bet almost everybody from our generation has those memories. And, you know, and part of that banter comes from the type of movies that we grew up watching. Right. And, and, um, and so, so I immediately felt comfortable with it and it felt authentic. And, um, and so that's why I immediately, I don't know how I stumbled. I think you made a post about it. I made a post about it. And, um, what what was amazing to me is I, cause I have a lot of, with my film background, I attract a lot of people that are filmmakers and a lot of other people and actors and all that kind of stuff. So I posted, you know, I put that first announcement post out. Hey, I've been working on this for a while now. Happy to share it. I'm doing it with with my friend Adam and yada, yada, yada. Started looking at all the likes piling in and it was all high school people. Yeah. Somehow the Facebook algorithm figured, <laughs> figured out, out. Wow. my film friends are not going to care as much. Hmm. It's family. And then it was a whole bunch of people from from high school and middle middle school and junior high. And that's actually what amazed me the most about it is it actually even though we've all been friends for so long on on social media it brought us kind of back in touch yeah. and and we've gotten more more people hitting us up about it because of that that's great and that's having cool. just created my my social media stuff like i'm telling you within the last two or three weeks uh people are finally coming out of the woodwork like oh my god adam's finally on social media so you were the remember we have the people that we always go god i wonder if they're alive people yeah. thought that about that, you that's that was probably they're right now, yeah they're yeah, about like, oh every god, 10 years there. i'm reminded that he is alive yeah yeah, yeah. I, and, that, and this, doesn't that say a lot about society and culture if you're not on social media yeah, people assume you're dead you're or dead. living in the gutter and hey you know you didn't ask me what it's like to be an elder law attorney oh yeah how are you what's it like being an elder law attorney well you you, you know yeah exactly <laughs> if, you, if you've ever seen better call Saul, it's, that's it's all you my need favorite. to know that, it's my favorite it, it is and i and i trashed uh breaking bad on the first episode yeah uh, but i gotta tell you i forgot oh. to say better call Saul is like my favorite oh, show yeah. and, and it pretty much describes my life if anybody's wondering really Thanks for letting me smoothly get yeah. that in without it being forced. I would want to mention your practice category. as well. <laughs> <laughs> well. We'll let people look me up since you use my last name. Um, and I, actually, you know the part where he's at Davison, Maine, in the second season. Yeah. He's at the firm. Yeah. That's kind of the situation I'm in right now. Oh, I heard. I heard that you got chewed out on on. Uh, you were kind of griping on one of the episodes about how you are Adam, listening. You're, you're such a wonderful uh, steward of the law. Except that nobody likes you. I guess I'm. I guess I'm a little rough around the edges. I guess. I guess I just a little abrasive. You know. You mentioned confident. You're confident yet humble. I'm working on the humility yeah, part. Yeah. Yeah. See, and I easily get triggered, but but mainly only by the guy next to me. So yeah. Hence, that's why I fly off the handles. But in my everyday life, I'm actually pretty calm. Yeah. No, you I believe it. No, from listening to it, but no, I I can. I, I mean, when you're trolling him every single opportunity you get a chance to, what what are you? What am I gonna, supposed yeah, to do? I like do? I like thinking of it as devil's advocate more than anything. It's not funny. <laughs> the show goes back to the whole concept of it is two friends talking about stuff that you remember that our generation remembers fondly, even if it's not something you're into. Yeah. It, it, it's people have the memories and people. It's overhearing a conversation. That's why we don't do the show open. That's why we don't really do anything like that like you're eavesdropping on two best friends yep. who argue and yep. that banter is arguing and, and seeing things a different way and get busting each other's chops i censored myself right there <laughs> i love that that's great so so th- yeah that's the that's the idea and and it, and it takes us about 40 minutes to to record one 
takes us quite a while to edit one. You can't tell. I mean, I'll tell you, you're you're the editor, aren't you? We do it together, but he's he's pushing <laughs> but the buttons. Content-wise, everything that's out, we both talk about. But as far as pushing buttons and yeah. being a button pusher. Well, it's hard. It's hard to get edits uh, to sound like they're not edited. And it doesn't sound like it's edited. He's not, a pro. Yeah. He's a film guy. Yeah, well, he should. I mean, it's good. We'll give you a compliment. So Thank believe you. it Sounds or not, good. I have Final Cut, and I still allowed the part in where I got chewed out at work. So you know. Are you guys ever going to... So on your Patreon page, you're going to do video as well? Absolutely. Are you? We're talking about it, yeah. I don't do video on this, but... Yeah, I could. Well, I, I've got a. I've, I'm starting to create video content, and and that's going to be part of this empire. It's not part of you know. It's it's within the less than two thousand umbrella, but it's not the podcast, obviously, and 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 the ability to just sit down and, and riff on whatever's on my mind, even if nobody's listening, but my cat is awesome. <laughs> We're finally say. embracing the technology that came out in like oh four. Isn't that crazy? I mean, like so. Uh, in my mind. Well, do you guys listen to podcasts? Mm-hmm. Yes, I do. So, um, do do you have? Is there one that you've modeled this after that you really like? That you're like, I want to. This is kind of sort of this esque. You know, it's funny. You, you said that I, I was more of the indicator on the on the fifteen to twenty minute. You know, I, I noticed that either podcasts were really long mm-hmm. and really deep, <clears throat> or they were between fifteen and thirty minutes. And I think back to the days when, you know, if you think about it, you know, content was digestible in these little 20 minute blocks. And I think one of the things that I figure is we want you to really have a fun 20 minutes Mm -hmm. and then get on with your day or get on to the next one. And it's simply about giving you just the best 20 minutes rather than getting you to the point to where you go. Eh, I'm just not interested yeah. anymore. We yeah. could do multiple hours. I mean, we could do, we could do a, 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 we, we're not the kind of podcast though that you'd listen to and, and get through a day of work. Right. We're the kind of podcast that you listen to on your way to work. Well, per, I mean, that's exactly right. I mean, for, for 15 to 20 minutes, it gets almost everybody in Omaha anyway, to work. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and, um, and you know, bigger cities, they get part of their way. Mm-hmm. Or you don't go to work if you're in New York right now, and yeah. yeah. If you're in Los Angeles, you'll go two or three miles, yeah. and you'll get through three of our episodes. Yeah, so. exactly. So you better put out more content <laughs> every <Hey>. Thursday. <laughs> but but you like know, and, I really then, then that's when you follow up with the, like and subscribe, share with your friends, like and subscribe, share with your friends. <laughs> that just pains me. I can't. We have a whole. <laughs> Where I, I think we should probably start doing it. One of the one of the podcasts. I I haven't modeled anything off of of anything in particular, but but I'll give them a shout out. Maybe they'll be on our show someday sometime. Uh, the guys from In This League. They're guys from Arizona. They do they do all kinds of sports. I listen to the fantasy baseball stuff, and I mean these guys are putting out like three baseball podcasts a week. Hmm. And then they've got basketball. They've got hmm. college football. They've got minor league baseball. I mean these guys. And they, they, well, they're a lot like us. One of them's a family man. One of them's a, a, a loser, like a single loser with his cats. And Bachman, that's again? for you. And, and, and uh, you know, that's, it's just two friends. It's okay. against friends that are just talking about stuff. And I can tell I, from having listened to them for years, they hate each other now. I mean, really? they are spending so much time uh. talking to each other and editing their episodes. We so had that conversation. About we that had chat. that conversation. Yeah. We, go, we go, bro, we've got to streamline yeah. this process. Yeah. <laughs> because you said the, that most podcasts quit at episode seven because all of a sudden they go, oh, this is it's real work. work. It's work. Yeah. You know. Like, yeah, like, so it's just, but it's about when you have like a good creative team and a process down. I mean, we have, 
we have an entire process having ran film and sets and all yep. that kind of stuff. I mean, it's, it's now, it's not just getting in the fun part is when we get together and just talk. And this is, this has been the most fun I've had since we even started the podcast, just because now I'm not thinking about editing. Yeah. We're just, I'm just sitting here with friends, yeah. literally having a cool conversation. Well, and this is what we started less than 2004. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's awesome sitting here and doing this with you. Well, so. thanks for doing it, man. I, so I, I guess I'll, I'll, I'll wrap it up there. Um, cause I think that's a good way to end it. And, and I think the, you know, this, that's why I like to have these conversations is cause I, you know, not many people, I talk to a lot of people all day long, but, um, but not many people are going to sit down and just, and I've said this before, if I asked you guys and, and you're good people, if I would have said, Hey guys, let's go get a beer. You probably would have done it. I think you would have done it. Sure. So fair enough. You would have done it. But most people, if I would if I would say that, let's go sit down for an hour and a half and have a real conversation about stuff that you're doing in your world, in your life that you think is important. Most people would be like, you know, I got other stuff to do. See, right? and I'd be and, there. And I would That's but, where I would have been. Yeah. And so and so um, but when I when I say let's put a microphone in front of us, uh, they'll do it. And and so I just get to learn a lot about doing that stuff, and and um and I really am honored that you were able to come on. Give me give us everybody last thing, okay? Give us a couple snippets of the stuff you're going to do in the future. Absolutely. First, I just want to say thank you for having us on. You're welcome. I definitely want you to come on. Please don't wait for ten thousand or a hundred thousand listeners. This is Uh, fun. This is fun. We'd love to have you on. Pick your topic on on the nineties. We are about to actually tomorrow, who knows when you're actually going to release this episode, if it even makes it to air. (laughs) Um, We're about to release our seventh episode tomorrow and we've got uh, 13 or 14 in the can. Mm. Um, So we stay ahead of the game because we're going to have to go back to real life sooner or later. He's going to be in LA. I'll be in the office slaving away all the time. So we're, we're trying to stay ahead of it, but the, the where I'm going with that is uh, we 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 appreciate the opportunity to come on and be exposed to a, a larger audience. I I this is the longest I've talked to you in 20 plus years. Yeah, when it's not a lot of music in the background and we're at a uh, yeah uh, a high, year, school high school reunion, reunion yeah, and, where people wind up falling over and, themselves. And, and so I I admire you. I'm not just blowing smoke. I want you on the show yeah, sooner thanks, rather man. than later. So happy and, to do and, it. And, and this is this is fun. It'll be it'll be a lot like this. Yeah, it'll be and great. You can you can swear and and we'll make Chad edit it. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> um, what, what do we have coming up next? We, we, I mean, we have a list. It's so exhaustive. We'll never I'll, run out of topics about the eighties and nineties. Aladdin. Oh, Aladdin. Now we are going to, it is a comparison between, you know, 92 and the 2019 version. Did you see the 2019 version? I did. Is it any good? It's going sh- to, you're going to you're, have to you're tune, gonna in have to to tune in. I have to. Yeah. You'll be yeah. shocked. Yeah, I'm sure you'll dump on it. Will Smith versus Robin <laughs> Williams. I mean, that's a oh, that's yeah. a big one. Yeah. So so he was such a genius. The crazy part is, uh, sorry to keep keep going, but he, you know he was such a genius. I mean, we can we've got Please. enough to wrap up, but I mean, I, I watched uh, Mrs. Doubtfire. We were actually camping out at, uh, mm-hmm. and we and we were so we was watching um, Mrs. Doubtfire with some of my kids, and I watched that show growing up a ton. And it was just, it's phenomenal. It's, it's so flawless. Good. Like, like his jokes are just, I mean, they're, they're, they're delivered perfectly. They're, I mean, just comic genius. Yes. Mm-hmm. And, and like most really good comedians, he was a tortured soul, obviously, clearly drug problems in the seventies yeah. and eighties and, and serious depression, but those tortured, tortured people, I guess I can identify a little bit mm. are really effing funny. Um, <laughs> so, 
it, we, we just recorded Fresh Prince of Bel Air uh, okay. earlier this week. Yeah. That's going to be a big one for us, I think. One. Yeah. And, you know, so we, we've we've got some things down the pike. And, and feel free to find us on social media. We're not going to tell you to follow us on Twitter and like and subscribe. We don't believe in telling people to follow at less than 2,000 and to share with their friends and hit the subscribe <laughs> button. Feel free to throw out shows. Anybody, you have to ask for that. Anybody <laughs> throw out shows? We, we, need, we, we decided we need to expand into some more women friends.